Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. We were talking to Ender Brady before the break there as to who might replace Boris Johnson if that eventually happens. Uh, I'm nearly impressed with Boris and his ability to not give a rat's ass, uh, says one texter. Somebody else says, I don't know what Boris is hanging on for. There was uh, images of Theresa May out living life and having a great time at his show and drinking wine. He should take a leaf out of her book and move on. Well, no more than uh, as uh, to, uh, to Enoch Powell, uh, who was a very unsavoury politician, did uh, is uh, famously quoted as saying, "All critical uh, political careers end in failure," meaning essentially you're kind of kicked out, uh, whether you like it or not. And I did hear someone tell a story that uh, th- there was a similar situation for her in terms of that 1922 committee that uh, she did win uh, a confidence vote by. But, but and by a larger margin than Boris Johnson uh, won it. And the nineteen, uh, what the nineteen twenty two committee did uh, reportedly was that they did have a vote to change the the rule about they can't have another vote for a year, but they didn't count the votes. And so the member, some member of the nineteen twenty two committee, went to her with an envelope and said, "We have voted on whether we'll change the uh, the rules about uh, um, having another leadership uh, uh, election in less than a year, but I haven't opened the envelope." So it's up to you whether I want to open the envelope or not. And she resigned uh, because, you know, clearly he was... Now, maybe it was a bluff, but clearly he was implying that there was a majority in changing those rules. Uh, But I think that's probably not going to work in Boris Johnson's case. He... uh, uh, yeah, it'd be fascinating to know what actually is going on inside that mind. Mick says, as much as I loathe Boris Johnson and his lying style of leadership, one can't help but wonder if his personality type is just what's needed in politics. Someone who won't bend or give in easily. The problem seems to be he's more interested in his own position uh, than the interests of the country. It's a quandary, really, that he lets it go this far. Well, that's because he won't bend or give in easily. Uh, even if that, you know, he's strapped to the railway line and the train is coming down on him and he's going, nope, I'm still going to stay here. I don't know if that's necessarily an admirable trait in a person. Derek says, uh, and uh, Ender was given an example of the cost of living crisis and uh, how Things like butter are now having security tags attached to them. Uh, Derek says some shops, uh, that's in the UK, but Derek says, and I assume this is in Ireland, some shops already have those security tags on stakes. So it's not a mad concept. Crikey, that's something to look forward to. Anyway, in the meantime, we'll still have uh, um, some money left. It's time for How To, where we hopefully give some useful advice on those more unusual decisions in life. Today, it's How To Buy A Bicycle. Billy Keating is manager at Richie's Bike Store. Uh, Good afternoon to you. How are you, sir? Right, not too bad. Now, right, just imagine fella walks in and says, I want to buy a bicycle, has never ridden a bike or maybe rode a bike when he was 15 kind of thing. Yeah. What's the first thing? What are the first steps you take with that person? What type of cycling does he want to do? Yeah. Is the most important. Is it on-road? Is it off-road? Is it leisure? Right. Okay. So that means like he he could he could decide, I want to, I want to go for cycling with the kids uh, at yeah. the weekend or maybe cycle to work or, you know, walk yeah, down exactly. Hope Whether it's a functional thing. bike he wants or a recreational is the kind of first question. Right. OK. And so so say it's kind of a more recreational thing and that he wants to ride with the kids at, at the weekend. Yeah. What kind of a bike is that? Uh, I'd probably aim them at a hybrid bike or possibly a mountain bike of some variety. Right. OK. Now, what's a hybrid bike? Hybrid bike is not the same as a car, what most people are currently <laughs> thinking right now. It is a cross between a mountain bike and a racing bike. 
It's the upright riding position of a mountain bike, but with slightly narrower tyres than a mountain bike, so it pushes easier on the road. Right, okay. So, so say a mountain bike has the thicker tyres. Yeah, a mountain bike has big, thick, big, thick tyres that cause huge drag on the road when you're trying to pedal the bike, whereas a hybrid has much narrower tyres, so there's less friction, less effort going into you actually pedalling the bike down the road. Right, okay. And is that sort of like a normal bike then? Really? Yeah, it would be. Well, yeah. a lot of people consider a relatively normal bike, just not with wide tyres, skinnier tyres. Yeah. Do, do bikes come in different sizes for adults? I yes, mean, no. loads of different sizes. And sizing is the most important thing about a bike for an adult. Get the wrong size, it will never fit you right. And you just won't be encouraged to go out for a cycle because when you get back, you'll be like an S-hook. <laughs> right. OK, because, yeah. And how, so do you, do you actually man, measure yeah, the person against the bike? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, just from years of doing it, you'll automatically know what size for what height roughly uh, you're going to sit the person on but if you get one that's far too big for them the problem is they're stretching too far towards the handlebars so they'll do their lower back in and kind of up into their shoulders and stuff just from overstretching on a bike and vice versa the other side of the coin if you put them on something that's far too small for them they're squashed on the bike and their knees are clipping their elbows as they're trying to pedal the bike (laughs) Okay, well that's obviously no good No, and so for the hybrid bike then this may be as long as a piece of string. How yep. many gears would it tend to have? Generally, most hybrids will be minimum of about 18 gears, but that can run anywhere up to 33. Okay. Which is far more than you'll ever need. Yeah. I, I was going to say 18 is far more really than you'll ever need. 18 is, is more than enough. But yeah. as technology advances, they're putting more gears on the back rather than kind of loads on the front and on the back. And that's kind of how they're getting the amount of gears down, but the spacing in the gears is slightly different. Okay, why do you need 18 gears? For every kind of terrain. So you could be going on flat surface with no wind. You can fly along as fast as you want in the hardest gear on the bike. No issue whatsoever. whatsoever. Next day you go out onto the same cycle track, you have a 50k an hour headwind. You need a lighter gear just to make it easier to push into that wind or up a hill or... That's the main reason behind the gears. And then the other side of not having gears is it's particularly bad for your knees in a country that has lots of hills. Okay, uh, I see that. And would those gears tend to be on the front uh, on the front wheel and, and the back wheel? Uh, the, a lot of bikes will have both front and back. The newer kind of mountain bikes are only having gears on the rear. Uh, racing bikes will usually have gears front and there'll be two rings on the front and mm. like 10 or 11 on the back. Mm. Uh, whereas mountain bike are trying to tin down how much is on the front. Right, okay. Why are they trying to send that down? Uh, it's more because they're useless in an off-road scenario. He'll only need a certain amount. Then it lightens the weight of the bike down as well. So a lot of riders are kind of gram-heavy as to how heavy their bike is going to be. Now, now and say, we'll stick with the hybrid bike uh, yep. example. The seat of the bike, do they, do, you know, when somebody comes into you, do, is it a custom situation for the seat or do the, you know, the seat's uh, pretty the, standard the with sa- them? The saddle height would be customised to every individual pretty much because you can have two people that are the exact same height but they're rolling two different leg lengths and two different torso lengths so that means a slightly higher or slightly lower saddle for each mm. of them even though they're both technically the same height. Right, okay, yeah, but like the actual shape of the seat would be the same. Shape of the it? seat would be relatively the same, yeah. Shape of seat is defined by how upright you are when you're on the bike. So yeah. if you're on an upright bike like a hybrid you would have a slightly wider seat because there's more pressure involved going down onto your sit bones whereas if you look at any racing bike the saddle will look like best description is probably a razor blade (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, you're not wrong there yeah the reason being when you're leaning over at that angle towards the handlebars if you had a big white white seat it would be chafing away at you as you're trying to cycle so that's why they narrowed them down and it's more pressure on your pelvic bone up the front rather than your sit bones it's yeah. a mix across the two on a road bike rather than a hybrid bike. Okay, and and so on, a, on a hybrid bike, w- 
is it looked down upon if you have a basket on the back or any of that kind of uh, thing? It varies know? hugely from person to person. You can see the benefits yeah. of having it there. It makes it substantially easier. It stops having you a big sweaty bag on your back when yeah. you're trying to ride around the place. Plonk it in the basket. Off you go. Who cares what people think when they're yeah. the place? <laughs> Clearly people do think that, yeah. I take from what you've said. Uh, somebody wants to know, how do you actually work the gears? There's no clutch-like thing, or is there? As, uh, oh, the clutch would probably be you pedalling the bike on most modern bicycles. Mm. As you're pedalling the bike, when you twist or click the gear lever, as long as you're pedalling the bike in a forward motion, the gear will change. So your pedalling is, in essence, the clutch. Right, Okay. But if you've got 18 gears, like how many cogs are like, yeah. it must be a whore if well, it goes six, wrong. That'll be usually six on the back and then three up the front. And it's no, it's it's overly, when you think about it, it's overly complicated. But in practice, it's not actually that hard because the six on the back are all stuck to the one thing, if you get me. Yeah. Okay. And then there's three on the front that are stuck to the one thing. So if either either is gone, you're replacing either either. Right. Okay. <laughs> now, and, and I suppose... Price-wise, we're still sticking with the example of the hybrid bike. Yeah. From where do you start and when do you, uh, where do you end? Realistically, you can start on a decent hybrid for anywhere around about the 450-ish euro mark. And okay. the sky is literally the limit, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Is the other side of it. Once you get 400 to about 700 quid is where reliability and durability is. And then when you go beyond that, it's mostly about weight saving more than anything else. And the brand names. Is Rally a big thing anymore? Rally, it's, it is still a name, but it's not the name that it used to be in this country. I grew up the same as you, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was Rally, 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 Rally. <laughs> and there was three gears on a bike, and it was straightforward. Yeah, uh, yeah but when them gears broke, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's other kind of brands have come in and pretty much taken over from Rally from when they manoeuvred out of Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Trek would be probably, Trek Giant Specialised and Cube would probably be the four biggest brands with in cycling in Ireland yeah depending on where you are at the moment as well because there's a lot of other brands involved too yeah (laughs) now and I assume though that they say you know that the the hybrid bike is kind of for more average use. Yes. But if somebody comes in looking for a racing bike, then yep. presumably that's it's super nerdy stuff then. Uh, it can be. It depends on whether they're whether they're a super nerdy going to get into racing cyclist uh, or whether they're going out for a recreational spin but they want to be able to keep up with their mates who are on racing bikes. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the is there well? Is there a sense that like you know my you know my friend goes for uh, like he's a jock and he's super fit, but I yep. can go in and buy a bike despite my massive beer belly hanging over the uh, on the crossbar, where I can use the gears to keep up with them. Yeah, uh, somewhat. <laughs> his, his fitness level will will probably leave you for dead. That yeah. was the other side of that one, really. Yeah, but the, yeah, no. Technically, a bike, uh, a racing bike that's kind of eight hundred ish euro will pretty much do the same as the really expensive racing bikes that are several thousand that people are riding around on the only difference would be substantial weight difference okay and I know obviously it's not your place to give out medical advice but does it sometimes happen people walk in and want to buy a racing bike and want to buy all the gear and you're thinking you know maybe going to diet first no not necessarily not because <laughs> the sooner they get pedaling the sooner that weight is going to come off very yeah. simple and it doesn't you don't you don't have to go out I'm going to do 50 kilometers today most important thing would be that you enjoy the cycle if enjoying the cycle is going outside your front door cycling 10 minutes up the road and cycling back that's your start yeah, that's the way to go. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, just uh, just to keep you updated on the exciting events at Westminster, six more MPs have resigned. So we're, uh, we're at twenty seven now. Uh, is the uh, is the total? This is like kind of like the Eurovision or something. Uh, so the, the mountain bike then is that. 
kind of equivalent to the to the racing bike, except that you do it in kind of yeah, it's kind for, of country areas. It would be more for an off road scenario rather yeah. than a paved scenario. Uh, mm. So it could be it could be beaches, it could be mountain bike trails, it could be horrific country roads if you happen to live on them. Yeah. Um, mountain bike is probably the most comfortable way of doing it because it has much wider tires that absorb the shock from the road. Do, do bikes have suspension? Uh, that is generally more a mountain bike thing. But yes, yes, lots do. Yeah. And where is the suspension? Uh, suspension is usually on the front forks. If it's a mountain bike, some mountain bikes have fr- suspension both front and on the rear. So it's very similar to a car's shock absorbers, the entire thing. All right. Okay. Well, that makes sense on a mountain yeah. bike when you're when you're kind of bouncing around the place. Somebody wants to know: uh, Is there still a worldwide shortage of bicycles due to the effects of COVID? Uh, there, there is. There is indeed, um, and it's more to do with an over reliance on produce from China than it is a shortage of bicycle. Mm. All bicycles order bits at one stage or another come through China and then get sent elsewhere, elsewhere for assembly. And the problem is because China keeps repetitively locking down with COVID measures, it, it shuts up their manufacturing areas for a month of the shot type thing. And ah, right. I that see. has a huge knock on effect for the rest of the world. Yeah. Right. OK, so so there are your main sorts of bikes. I think we've got now like the other day, like we interviewed a fellow the other day who had a, a custom built kind of tricycle. One of those things yes. you line back they, on. Oh, that was yeah, lost. the recumbent. Yeah, that was lost in Dublin Airport. But... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I know, yeah. And it, like, it cost him 12 grand or oh something to get this thing made. But a fellow sent in an email afterwards saying and he had a bicycle that was, I think, stolen in Dublin 8 yeah. area. And it was equally, you know, it was 10, 12 grand. Yeah, there these is, things are really pricey. There is a lot of people. That will generally be high-end kind of racing bikes and high-end mm. mountain bikes can be up at them figures. Yeah. And yeah, they are magnetic for theft. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, the, the and A lot of people are asking... What's a, uh, what does a decent bike cost? But, you know, below is there a price below which, you know, it might be dodgy? Uh, well, it depends on where you're trying to purchase your bike from would be the bigger yes. question there. Yeah. If you were purchasing it, purchasing it from an independent cycle retailer anywhere in the country, generally they will not put you wrong. Yeah, yeah. But there would be a difference if you were to purchase a toy category bike, say, rather than a bicycle category bike yeah. for the quality of the build. Yes. Uh, like, we haven't touched on kids' bikes because, you know, I think they, uh, yeah, they're kind of more toys. It's a minefield <laughs> and they're toys and they grow out of them in six months anyway. So it's almost kind of moot. Now, electric bikes. Electric bikes. This is now, and this... Uh, um, and sometimes, I, you know, I, I see bikes around town and then realize, oh, God, that is electric. Because some of them look, am I wrong here? Some of them look like mountain bikes. But yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge legal grey area regarding electric bicycles at the moment. Right. And more of what you see on the streets would fall into the grey area rather than the perfectly road legal area. Okay. The perfectly road legal area is they have to be pedal assist. They have to not supply you with more than 250 watts of power at the back wheel and they're not allowed to power you beyond 25 kilometres an hour. So basically that means you have to be pedalling the bike for it to actually give you any power at all. If there's any sort of throttle on the bike, it generally means it falls into the grey area rather than the perfectly road legal area. Okay. Uh, and so in 
So in the legal area, it's yes. an electric bike, you, but you have to keep pedaling. Yeah. It just maybe gives you a bit more zip. It gives you a huge amount more zip. Yeah. But the second you stop pedaling, it stops powering. Yeah. Okay. And in in the grey area then, are we looking at in you the know, grey area, kind of almost yeah. a motorbike kind yeah, of very, or? very similar. I have seen that some some that are capable of the same speeds as motorbikes and it's bicycle modification to make it do the same speed as a motorbike. Okay. Can you just buy those in, in, in a shop or not? I haven't seen them on a shop anywhere yeah. in Ireland at all, thankfully, but you can. I have seen them from online retailers, all right. Um that you can buy a kit to turn your bike into a not necessarily road legal bike. Okay, all right, but for, is it is it worth doing that for the for that extra? No, bit? usually usually a purpose built uh, e bike mm. will outdo a converted bike to e bike. Yeah. Because it's been made to be that type of bike in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Now, it's so, uh, like, what kind of price range are we talking uh, about? Here? On proper proper road legal stuff, generally starts at around about the €1,600 Euro mark. And realistically, up about as far as 3000 ish Okay. But the sky is the limit with them again. They can go to ten and twelve thousand quid if you're after the lighter frame and the better gears and the better suspension. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they can be uh, in terms of charging. How much charging do they need? And, um, and you need one of those special yokies to do it. They with. they'll all come with their own kind of independent adapter, and that's where kind of proper uh, e bike wins hands down, because the charger has a it talks to your battery. Your battery has a special chip built into it that charges the cells evenly as it's plugged into the wall and when it gets to 100% the battery tells the charger to stop taking energy from the wall. Okay, right. Whereas a lot of the cheaper Chinese stuff that comes in and there was several cases mostly involving the kind of electric scooters that are on the go at the moment of house fires related to them being plugged in overnight. Okay, good tip. In fact, uh, excellent tip, I, I would have thought. And and how long would that, the legal ones now, what's their lifespan? Lifespan, oh, it's, I have... E-bikes out on the road near 16, 17 years. Really? That's still go, no problem. That's so interesting. And Billy. that's the advantage of having a good one rather than... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one that'll burn your house down. <laughs> Billy, thanks a million for coming into us no today. Problem, uh, that was Billy Keating, their manager at Richie's Bike Store. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.